Talking about cock-ups today on Get A Better Broadcast Podcast and Voice Over Voice. I'm Peter Stewart. Yeah, a cock-up. I don't know whether you know that phrase elsewhere around the world. It's certainly an English-slash-British phrase. A cock-up is a mistake, uh, usually a silly mistake, one that could be uh, avoided. Sometimes it could be used perhaps in the context of something which is a really big mistake, but it's certainly a stupid one, uh, a cock-up. And, you know, many mistakes occur when you're actually expecting trouble. Uh, if you're a presenter, if you're a newsreader, for example, a difficult foreign name, or, or, or when you've already fluffed and your mind is, uh, is, is sidetracked, you're thinking more about the mistake behind you than the script ahead of you. The irony, of course, is that the difficult name is usually pronounced flawlessly and then you stumble over the simple words before and behind it in the sentence because you're concentrating so much on getting what you know is going to be difficult right that you mess up on the easy words either side of it. The art, as I was mentioning yesterday, of the accomplished recovery is to prepare for every contingency. If you're expecting something that could go wrong and it does go wrong, then you've already mentally or literally prepared for how you can dig yourself out of that hole. Of course, the worst mistake any live presenter can make is to swear on air or in a live situation. I mean, don't even think about it. Otherwise, If you do think it, you might say it. You can imagine swearing after you've made a mistake in front of your radio or TV audience. You can imagine swearing if you make a mistake in front of a live crowd at a Voice of God event, sports arena, or maybe a charity ball or something like that. Can you imagine? The most common problem is the recorded report that fails to appear. You've probably seen the cock-up shows on TV where they do the outtakes of live broadcasts and so on. And and a recorded report that fails to appear when a an anchor or a presenter throws to something which has previously been recorded and should be played out by the gallery, it doesn't happen. You know, the introduction's been read, the presenter is waiting, looking at the camera, and nothing. I mentioned swearing a few moments ago. The, the, the broadcaster's second deadly sin is perhaps dead air. Uh, silent airspace is, is even worse on, on, on radio. At least on TV, viewers can watch the, the embarrassed expression on the presenter's face. On radio, it just goes silent. Uh, however, a radio presenter does have other things to hand. They can usually look panicked. They can close a mic. They can press a talk back to the producer in another room and ask what's going on and when that, that report can be expected to be heard. Put the mic up, apologise read the rest of the schedule, grab a weather report, ad-lib contemporaneously or something. But essentially, if an item fails to appear on the radio, then you as a presenter, if that's your job, apologise, move on smartly onto the next item. In TV, presenters will usually be directed what to do, what to say by the control room. We've spoken about the control room before. Um, I'd say, you know, just Two or three seconds of silence is the most that should go before a newsreader cuts in, maybe explains, maybe apologises, 
maybe uh, move straight on. I'll be, be, be honest with you, the audience um, likes to know what is going on. It's not so much of a kind of myth anymore about how TV and radio studios work. So just be honest with them. Try not to cover up obvious mistakes and mislead them or, or lie to them. And today's audience is pretty sophisticated with how video and radio works. And everyone knows that there can be technical hitches and glitches and they'll be understanding if they're not misled. Tomorrow, I'm going to voice up some classic voiceover cock-ups for you as Get A Better Broadcast podcast and voiceover voice continues. From London, I'm Peter Stewart. (laughs) 